Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights Radio. This is your host, Stone Payton, and in the studio with me this morning is my good friend and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. How are you doing this week? You getting ready for next? Yes, big week for us next week. Yeah, field trip. We're going to be on the road going to Dallas, and uh, we're going to be in the booth for training pros at the big uh, ASTD powwow out there next week. That's right. That's going to be a lot of fun. We had a great time doing the last one that we did here at uh, the training conference thing. That was a lot of fun, and I don't uh, know what got into them, but they invited us back. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, uh, what, Monday through Wednesday we'll be there doing nonstop interviewing. That's all we're going to do. <laughs> uh, you know we are. We <laughs> no, they said they had like a, a full schedule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this gonna be no fun. breaks, no bathroom breaks, just straight through. <laughs> we told right. them as long as they bring the coffee, then we will show up and do the interview. That's it. That's all we need. Espresso, not coffee. <laughs> but this is going to be a fantastic segment this morning. Uh, brought to you as always by our good friends over at Training Pros. Here on Learning Insights this morning, we're going to get a chance to visit with Terry Mask with N4. And Lisa Edmondson, who is a top consultant with Training Pros and a senior instructional designer, and out there helping the folks at uh, N4 out with what they're doing. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are delighted to have you. Now, Terry, as I understand it, uh, you guys have a certification program that uh, you came to share with us a little bit about, and it, uh, it's directed at channel partners. Is that, is that accurate? Correct. It's actually directed at our channel partners as well as our alliance partners. And how long has this been going on? We started the program back in 2011. And you kept it going? Correct. Um, We actually started it because it was a request from our partners. Um, In speaking with them and getting their feedback, one of the biggest requests was for more product training, however, role-based training. And then they wanted the ability to know where their knowledge was. In, the, in our various products. So that's how we started looking at the training and certification program to test their knowledge on our products. Now, before we get too far into that, can you share a little bit about what you guys do? What? Sure. N4 Global Solutions is, um, is a, one of the top 10 software companies in the world, and we have multiple lines of products. We offer ERP products, enterprise asset management, just multiple software products. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are made up of multiple companies, over 40 companies. Um, so we acquired many companies over the years. And with that, we acquired a lot of the different products that we offer to our customers. Now, it, because of that, the size and scope of your work, is that what prompted the certification? Did, was that a, an element of that? It is, because as we continued to grow, there were many partners who wanted to expand their knowledge across products right. they may not have had the opportunity to sell and implement. And this so, way you have kind of a common thinking exactly. that goes across all of your businesses you work in? Correct, and on a global basis as right. well. Uh, are you certified in anything, Lee? I am not. <laughs> I actually am certified in a couple of things in the training and development world that's probably all expired. But th- the reason I'm asking is one of the things that it did for me, it helped me add some real structure and consistency to my work, and it gave me a lot of a lot of confidence. I, um, I would think that's just a couple of the advantages, and there's probably a, a real long list of advantages and for the what do you call the person? They certify E? <laughs> the, the person what's been certified. Uh, but what are some of the advantages from their perspective of, of becoming certified, in your opinion? 
consistencies and it also helps them in sales when they are talking with their own customers when they can say yes mm -hmm. we are an n4 certified partner we have salespeople, pre-sales consultants who have completed uh, the product training and have tested their knowledge on those products it increases their sales so it helps them be more attractive Exactly. Right, because now this is something that a competitor may not have the same certification. Absolutely. And then you as Infor can be more comfortable because you know they, they already know the system and they know how to, to work Correct. with you the way that you like to be worked with. Correct. Correct. Now, what's it like to create this certification? Like, do, do you say, okay, we have this pain, let's create a certification that solves this problem? And then go, okay, what are the element? Like, how do, how do you... No, step one is you I go to look for the pretty certificates. Right. And, you back, and then you back into the certificate. You pick the right font. Is that not how you do it? Well, we kind of did that. <laughs> it did feel like we backed into it sometimes. Um, for us, step one was actually going to a company that provided us the right resources to help develop and design the program. At N4, unfortunately, we did not have instructional designers. Okay. So we looked into the market to find the right company to provide those subcontractors to us. Okay. And it was training pros. And then, so how did the certification, the M4 certification come about? So you, once you've established that part. Um, we actually started reviewing what was available um, amongst our products, like what content was available. Right. And then we started working with our subject matter experts, and we broke it down into business roles. So we would work and ask, okay, what does a salesperson need to know? What is a pre-salesperson, a consultant, even a support person? Right. And then based on those roles, the instructional designers helped us frame um, out a consistent program so that we could outline what courses were required, and then based on that content and those courses, they wrote the certification exams. So you went to Craigslist, you found Lisa, mm -hmm. and here we are, right? Yes. <laughs> so Very Le cheap. Yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about your, your work on this, because it mm -hmm. seems like a massive project. seems like it would be a lot of fun and right in your wheelhouse, but it just seems like it would be massive. It was. It was a, it was a big undertaking, um, because they were not only certifying in five different roles, but 20 different products. Wow. We started out with 20 different. Yeah. We so have you over thought you'd ease into it with 20? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, just start <laughs> small. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was. It was overwhelming. And so we had a lot of people helping out to kind of create, you know, um, role-based certification programs for each product line. So not only did you have 20 different product lines, but you have five role-based certification programs for each product line. So you do the math, that's a lot of certification <laughs> programs, a lot of learning paths, a lot of certification exams. Um, but I think what helped was getting that um, infrastructure in place, having um, you know the processes, procedures, methodologies, templates, tools that we all shared consistently across product lines for the roles. And so that kind of helped structure the program. So once we got that down pat, um, it kind of just became more of like clockwork. Right. So once you've kind of right. built that template, then it was just kind of filling in the blanks. For exactly. The mm -hmm. Yep. And working with the, the different subject matter experts. Mm -hmm. Now, how important was it to come up with like the, the you know, like the black belt or the, you know, five stars? Like, did you have some component of it that, you know, the reward or the award the person gets for completing each of the elements? Um the the award is being able to continue to sell the product <laughs> and keep so, it on their contract. <laughs> yeah, partners are required to so, complete their so this product is a, certification. And so yeah. they're either certified. They're not. They're not like a, a black belt certified or no, a brown belt no. certified. Initially, right. very good question. Initially, we looked at developing three different levels of product right. certification, kind of a beginner, an advanced, and right. an expert. With so many products at Infor, we're that having to keep it much. at the basic. So it's level either you are now. or you're not. Correct. Correct. 
Yeah. But uh, you mentioned subject matter experts, so there's mm-hmm. the there's the task of sourcing them, sourcing the right ones and the ones right. that uh, can and will contribute. And then there's this, the the task of drawing the information out of them. And, and I would think some of them might be really good, but may not be all that great at communicating what they know. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I called that one right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speak to that a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, well, it was it was actually the instructional designers that really had the hard task to me because they are great subject matter experts. They know their products, right. but they're not trainers. They're not instructional mm. designers. So they kept doing what I call the old school fire hose approach of training every little thing there you need to know in a software product and it doesn't necessarily help their business, doesn't help a customer's business. Mm-hmm. So the instructional designers they came up with a list of questions to help guide them along, and they would have to pull them back in at times. But that was one of the processes that Lisa was talking about. We realized very early on in the program that we had to really guide these resources. So you got to have like step by step and kind of spoon exactly. feed it rather than otherwise mm-hmm. it would just be unmanageable. Correct. It's kind of like a herding cats every now and then. Uh-huh. You have to keep pulling them. No, no, no. We don't have to teach them the, the entire, entire world. world. That's really good, but <laughs> yeah. it's Come very back here. Exactly. But Let's take it back. Give yeah. it a little bit. What yeah. do we really need to know? And then maybe sometimes they give you a one-word answer or just a real short answer, and they just that's even like worse, everybody right? knows what they're talking about, and you've got to exactly. draw, them, draw them out. Or the exact opposite, where they agree with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. not the product expert, and I just gave you a curriculum, and you say okay. And, you, and you're okay with it, and we can move on? Uh, or, yeah. Okay. Is it really yeah. that simple? Yeah. Maybe I don't need you. Magic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's one uh, really large potential hurdle, obstacle. What are some others when you start to, to – think, all right, I'm going to put a certification program together. What are some other hurdles you might run into? Content. Um, since we are made up of so many acquisitions, uh, the content was sometimes existing, sometimes not existing, or was really, really old. So there may not have been formal training content right. like we're all used to. But know, it could it have been like, oh, Bill knows that. And it's all in his head, and it's Correct. like, got to ship Bill in to teach yeah. this because he's the only one that knows how to do this. Right. So we learned, though, in order to keep building these programs so rapidly, we learned to use what we had. Mm-hmm. So it may have been some documents um, off of our sales portal, very good documents that would help a salesperson understand the product. Uh, we learned how to use some of our documentation that was already existing across the products, just pulling out the pieces we need. But that was that was one of the biggest struggles, that and languages. You know, currently the program oh, right. is yeah. offered in English. But it's something that we'll look to in the future is how and when do we translate. Surveillance. And then the translation isn't just the words. It's kind of what they mean, the cultural, you exactly. know, kind of understanding of the, the spirit of what you mean rather Correct. than just the... The definition. Yes, we're not there yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have to say, though, one thing that really impressed me about M4 was their willingness to think outside the box when it came to content. So I think one of the biggest hurdles with certification programs is people think certification program, okay, this is a year. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend a year building content, and then we'll write the exams, and then we'll get around to implementing this program. And M4 said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll give you three months to get the first seven out. (laughs) You got three months. Wow. (laughs) However, we have this really good content. It may be a job aid, which isn't, you know, a formal e-learning or ILT class. But you know what? The content is there. 
and people still can be assessed on that. So that impressed me that they were kind of thinking outside the box with that. They didn't restrain themselves or hold themselves back by saying, oh, we don't have content, forget it, no certification program. They said, you know what, we do have this content. It may not be in the prettiest form, but it's valid content. And, and we can, can get still, started and we mm-hmm. can start implementing exactly. and tweaking rather than wait till it's perfect. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you look at it as kind of a living, breathing thing that's evolving it over time. It absolutely is, especially and with different product releases. Mm-hmm. It will change every year. Right. And they so. set you guys up to run a four-minute mile, right, and break all the <laughs> records and get it done. I did. You didn't see me on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the certification itself, the, the way it's delivered, the way it's consumed uh, on the web, in live classroom, on the phone, how, how is it delivered? So all of the above. The answer is yes, huh? Yes. It, it is It is more of it because of the different types of content and courses we have. It is that blended learning methodology. Um, so it's we have self-paced, we have instructor-led, we have some virtual instructor-led. We're moving more to that. And then we have e-learning, and eventually we'll also have some m-learning. So is there any gamification? No. So no. It's just with our products, it, it it doesn't really doesn't lend itself, itself to that. that. You keep right. going for some I'm other reward besides I just. I need a reward. Okay? <laughs> needs bells and the whistles. mouse has to get the cheese. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for you, we will design a <laughs> Thank game. You. Thank okay. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're going through certification, you get to a part that you don't do too well on the exam. Maybe is there some. You talk to, then what happens? Because you don't just kick them out of the program, right? You're thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, and that's the that's the other thing to remember about exams is our exams can also be a learning tool. Yeah. Um, so not only do they assess knowledge and reinforce knowledge, but they can also impart knowledge, especially if it's an online exam where you have that immediate um, incorrect feedback. So we call it ninja training. So it's like they're taking the exam and they miss a question and bam, you get the the correct answer. Guess what? They just learned something. So that's our ninja training. So yeah, through the exams, we're still able to um, impart knowledge that way as well. And I think people forget that exams can also be a learning tool. Um, But yeah, so the exams were very structured. We used online, self-paced. They were timed. Um, They were role-based. They were... um, monitored as far as how many attempts you could take, um, um, how many questions were um, delivered from a huge question pool, so you never got the same exam twice. Um, We used psychometric um, exam standards when we were writing the questions, so we were very careful to make sure that um, we didn't do any of the all of the above or none of the above. Um, A and B. A and B. A and B only. A pattern. Which is kind of difficult when the, the computer randomizes the answers. So when you have all the above and the answer A is all the above. So that didn't work. So, you know, we stuck with that. We were very consistent, you know, very concise with the questions and answers. And so I think, um, you know, like I said, with that incorrect feedback, and I this is another tip I have for people. With the incorrect feedback, when you're writing exam questions, one thing that we were very strict about is that we ensured that we – tied every exam question to a learning objective and a specific document um, or slide. Oh, wow. So that they could refer back to it if they missed the question. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, it would have the correct answer, and it'll say, like, this manual page 23. Correct. Right. And that was very important um, for the partners because many of them had been working with our products for 10, 20 years, and so they thought they knew it. Right. And when they took the exam, they missed the question, and so they would question missing the question (laughs) and we were saying well in this release here is the information and so it really helps solidify the program and say no this is how the product works now 
So Man, the, the, the cleaner, it's a lot of moving parts. Well, yes. the cleaner experience and the more robust experience for the for the. I don't know what to call these people, certifiees? What do you call them? The <laughs> test takers. But anyway, the experience for them, the cleaner it is on their end, the more work you put it into it on the front end. But what, uh, what strikes me is you've got to have this incredible mix of talent that is uh, very creative, mm-hmm. but also, man, they've got to think through every little detail. Yeah. Where do you find people like that? This is not a commercial for training pros, but <laughs> training pros. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. Well, and I really wasn't trying to tee that up as much as how do you, how do you figure out the, what do you, you, did you design some sort of uh, profile or something of the kind of people you're looking for? Yes. Are instructional designers or good instructional designers just have both of those? Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of lessons learned. So you kiss some frogs, are you saying? Exactly. <laughs> We've been doing this program for two years. And in the first year, we had a lot of lessons learned about the type of skills and the type of resources that would work for N4. Right. You're right. There are a lot of instructional designers out there, but they're not all created equal. I kept wanting to clone Lisa, and it's not a commercial for Lisa either. <laughs> but it, when I, what we found, Lisa and I in working um, together, is last year we created a um, practical exam to give someone who was interviewing for N4. Oh, wow. And based on how they did on that, we would know how they would do on the project. Oh, so, so you created a test for right. the instructional to certify designer. the certifier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it worked. It, it helped. You know, it helped us get the right people. And I think we've had the right group since June of last year. Right. June, so you July could tell as the client, you could tell, mm-hmm. you know, if they're on track or not. Exactly. Right. Because you yeah. already have some scar tissue of what not on track looks like. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. So I'm all over this. I think we should certify host. Now, I want to be grandfathered in. I don't want to take a test. There is no grandfathering. Uh, no. Really? That's yeah. how, you know, do you get that, some of that, though? Uh, yeah. but we have requests for get, that. Right. Like, right I've been well, doing like, this for 20 yeah. years. What are you talking about? The reason we decided not to grandfather in is for some of the reason I was explaining earlier. They're not up to speed on the latest On the latest, release. right. So we want to ensure that they're knowledgeable about what they're selling because they can only sell the latest release right. of the product. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, speaking of that, uh, I mean, competency, is, that's a moving target. So what about yes. recertification or do they have to get recertified for that? They do. They have to maintain their certifications, and that's in their terms and conditions. Is it every year, or what was the rhythm that you decided? I'm thinking. It, the release. It, the release. It's based oh, on so the whenever release. the release is. Yeah. Yes. So there was a new exam created for the release, literally called recertification exam, for those people Mm -hmm. who had already certified. All right, so let's go back to the origins, because I want to figure out where this (laughs) kind of talent comes from. Terry, what's your backstory? How did you get started in this line of work? Um, I've actually been with N4 nine and a half years. So I have a training background, but I also have a project management background. So when I came to the N4 Partner Network, which is the group that started it at Uh N4, I just pulled on my training background and my project management, but I am not an instructional designer. So I knew we needed help in that area. So I just helped keep things on task. And then how did you do on your test? Um, <laughs> what, was, what was I your passed, score? She was grandfathered. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, how I many was the grand- only one in the company who was grandfathered. <laughs> and me, because I wrote yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. I wouldn't want to take the Lisa test. Is that what it's called, the Lisa <laughs> test? I call it the Lisa <laughs> test, yes. 
And how, how did you get started in all this, in this line of work? Had you certified, done this before? Had you built a certification program before? I have. Not in this way, though. It was more on-the-job certification, um, you know, a career progression type program. So this is a little bit a different type of certification program for me as far as the online knowledge-based assessments. Um, yeah, so, gosh, um, 20 some odd years ago <laughs> when you were six <laughs> when I was six <laughs> I um, literally started um, from the bottom up in a training department as a training coordinator and ironically Leanne was in that same department with me so she was actually one of my very first mentors um, and then when she left I took her position actually as a trainer and just kind of worked my way up and had very good mentors along the way um, went through a mentorship program on the job and so um, literally learned instructional design adult learning theories attended classes, um, you know, worked in a, my way up to manager of a learning development department in the first company, then moved over to Coca-Cola for 10 years, worked as an instructional designer there. And so um, just natural progression to end up at Training Pros as an individual consultant. Well, that's quite the pedigree. And what you just went through, it sounds like we owe Leanne some royalties of some kind. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Training pros. Is that not good enough? I know exactly. Right. But what you have now by you, I, I guess I mean Lisa, training pros and in for you have this, uh, it's, I, it feels like you've had this repeatable, transferable methodology that you could apply to literally certifying radio host if you wanted, right? You could take that same. Right, because sure now you can could. certify anything because you have the machine now, right? I, I think we do, and we're actually expanding it at N4. In the past two years, it's only been available for our channel partners and alliances. Now we're enabling our employees, that wasn't part of the program before, and we'll also be extending it to customers. Mm -hmm. So it just keeps growing as we move forward. Now, um, how was it when you said, hey, we're doing this pro – like, was this the leadership said we need to do yes. this? And it then... was leadership and actually our channel partners. Right. I mean, they literally said, you know, one of our biggest needs is to get more product training. But we also, in working with our leadership, they're going, well, if we're going to spend the money, yeah, they want to know they know the product. Right. Now, so. so when you say, okay, now there's a certification, are people like, yeah, that's awesome. I get to take a <laughs> test and I might fail. <laughs> like, you know, like how did they receive it? It depends on who you talk to. <laughs> um, some of our, you know, partners who are what we call our gold partners, our top partners, they are all for it. They want to right, ensure. Right, because now and it differentiates exactly. them and it locks them Absolutely. in. Absolutely. They know that, yeah. they're, hey, look, I went through this, so you're going to keep exactly. me around a little bit. Yeah. Right? And even for new partners, it has helped in partner recruiting mm -hmm. because they say that it, because other software companies don't always offer this type of program. Right. So it helps us recruit new partners to continue expanding our own customer base. And you know those new partners are hungry for your business and exactly. want to do a good job and want to exactly. invest some time and energy so, and money in correct. working with you. So yeah. then you know they're highly motivated. Right. It's usually the middle-based partners who are struggling the most, not, but they're already struggling on sales, and then they have to spend time right. in exams. So, you know, it, it does weed some people out. So you spoke a little earlier about uh, new and different languages. Uh, what, mm -hmm. what else do you have in front of you? What, what's next for this certification effort? Expanding across um, other audiences, excuse me, like our employees mm -hmm. and our customers. Um, also, it's moving to a new platform. Um, and for and actually my team is implementing a brand new platform, which will offer more services for the certification, different types of certification programs, reporting, etc. So there's a lot ahead on the horizon and looking at languages as well, but that is in the future. <laughs> 2014, just around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so. Start now working on your Spanish. Yeah, yeah, Lisa, get up to speed. <laughs> yeah. Hola. Yeah. 
<laughs> so for other organizations that are just now starting to think about this, uh, maybe they haven't even approached leadership or maybe leadership has approached them and said, hey, you know, maybe we ought to start looking at uh, having some certification for XYZ. Just heard this great interview on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just some general counsel of some, some things to do or not do as they begin to let the, their efforts unfold. Map it out. Map it out. It is a project. Look at, um, you know, try not to overanalyze it, though, but to determine what your objectives are for that project, how much you're going to do in a certain time frame. Look at what already exists. Like Lisa was saying earlier, you may have content that you can use. You don't have to look at brand new content. Um, and just it's, it's laying it out into a program, I think, establishing the processes, the templates. Um, what else do you think, Lisa? Well, I know executive sponsorship is key. Yes. Starting uh, at the top. That, and we did have executive yeah. sponsorship. And that was what impressed me, too, about Enforce. Like, I knew this program would succeed when I knew the executives were behind it. it correct. Yeah. And also providing that motivation for the learners. So <laughs> whether it's monetary or prestige because you have this new, you know, title on your business card or whatever. Or in the contract. Right. Or you're yeah. acquired. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, some, yeah. yeah. Some kind of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... Um, you know, having realistic learning outcomes, making sure that when you design the program, you're not shooting for the stars, you're being realistic about it. What do they need? Providing what they need. Um, and then another thing, too, is pilot with um, early adopters. You know, those people who are kind of more open. There are some people yeah. who are more open to this type of program. And so piloting mm-hmm. with that uh, type of audience. How did, how did you know that when you, you know, the first time you, you built the certification, the first person who goes through it, and then they have an outcome, whether they passed or failed, mm-hmm. then you have data to know, like, did they really learn what they were supposed to learn, or was this too difficult? How, how did that process go? You know, we, we had some good feedback in the beginning, particularly from some of our global partners, um, where English was their second language. It's mm-hmm. how we knew to kind of step back and look at the number of questions and the time right. we had those questions allotted for. So like initially you had too many questions and too long of a period of time? Or a short sure. period because uh-huh. they needed a little mm-hmm. more, time more time to kind of throw us right. in. That was some of the feedback. Also, it, like we were saying earlier, for those partners who had been around a long time, they thought they were going to breeze through right, some Right, so they're like, I'll stuff. knock this out and, you know, my and, lunch break. Right, <laughs> and if they didn't know the latest release, then they it really... they get frustrated. Exactly. So, and, but it also helped us as we, you know, we would work with the SMEs and say, here's what someone needs to know, and then the partners would come back and say, I don't need a salesperson to know that. Right. So uh-huh. it was, is learning, you know, subject matter experts want to push everything into everybody, um, and that's not necessarily the case. Right. So that partner feedback was great. Um, still going to hear rumblings about we don't have time. We right. still they still have to make their numbers right. while doing these exams. Right? How's so this going to help that. me make it? Exactly. Right. So you got that always. Now, mm-hmm. was there anything that surprised you? Any feedback that you were like, "Whoa, that's a really good insight," or did you guys think that you had it all pretty covered? I actually, honestly, one thing that it sounds minuscule, but when we first designed the um, role-based learning pass, the, mm-hmm. the user guide that we provided to the learners to show, you know, here's your list of courses, you know, the check mm-hmm. them off as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this all fancy, interactive, you know, online. <laughs> here's your yeah. checklist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we thought we were really cool and happening. Uh-huh. And they came back to us and said, you know what? I have to certify in more than one role, and you're forcing me to click on my role, and I can only see my role, you know, the list of courses at my role. Uh-huh. So one of the things that they um, kind of taught us was, can we have a more at-a-glance overall view so I mm-hmm. can see 
all the role and see how they fit in how everything right. fits together because right. we were we were repurposing the same learning assets for multiple roles so if they had already certified in sales and needed to certify in pre-sales they wanted to be able to see have i already taken this course right you know so that was actually hmm, you know it was kind of a light bulb for us like oh okay so so we ended up with this not quite as pretty um user guide <laughs> but, but it was more functional it was very for difficult right. for lisa it to do that i had God. a hard time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that. i accepted yeah. it and it was good feedback because that's the one that they yeah. go to because mm -hmm. we also provide the detailed one still right. but they go to that at a glance view so they can see you know oh, here's my checklist already done that don't have to worry about it so well that that's great feedback. insight right there is to have mm -hmm. some sort of feedback loop from your audience to, and yes because mm -hmm. they can really inform the inform the process and that yes, makes it better do. for everybody yep. it yeah. does and yeah and, and having that medium so that they could provide that feedback and that was uh, actually another tip i would tell people is whether it's you know even an email address where they can contact you in some way, shape, yeah. or form and provide that feedback. Because we learned from them as well. And that was right. one of the things that we did change, and including, like Terry was saying, saying um, expanding the time of the exam for you know people where English wasn't their first language. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, we hadn't thought about that. So right. providing them that medium, I think, is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, when you get that feedback at you know, email, are you guys like, uh-oh, who's going to answer this? <laughs> Again, it depends on who sends it. <laughs> I don't know. Some what? are more constructive than others, and you know which partners those are. <laughs> so. And you know, with adult learners, they love to challenge. Right. So that goes back to my whole tip about um, write down the page number you got the answer on because they will, right. it, they will challenge you. And I can tell them, no, go to page 45. That has been very helpful. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a really yeah. good idea because mm -hmm. then there's like, hey, Shut up. There's no doubt. <laughs> it's in the book. You're like, oh, dude, look yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> in the book. That was, that was kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> but so. it's, it's also apparently very solid instructional design or examination yes. design or what have you. You mentioned earlier in the conversation mm -hmm. that for each one of those uh, questions, mm -hmm. you had to doc the document where they could go to, and it was tied to a specific learning objective. Learning objective. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. obviously that's key. So would either or both of you be open to other people in the uh, in the learning and development training arena, just kind of picking your brain a little bit and reaching out. I mean, I don't expect you to sure. share everything you know, but maybe you could right. give them a little guidance or it's lessons or, learned. You, you absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, then 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 let's do that. Could provide some contact information mm -hmm. so people could reach out, and maybe have sure. a conversation. Would you we'll start with you, Lisa? Sure. So Lisa Edmondson, um, I guess I'll give them my work address. It's Lisa dot Edmondson at m four dot com. Um, so I'm more than happy to um, provide. Uh, feedback based on my past two years' experience with M4. Yeah, fantastic. And mine is Terry.Maskey, um, T E R R I dot M A S K E at N4, I N F O R dot com. Well, it has been an absolute delight having y'all in the studio this morning. Y'all. <laughs> Got one in there. <laughs> Got one in. Got yeah. one in. <laughs> I have learned so much, and um, I, I'm quite serious. I think we ought to take a look at this whole certification. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> we have so many roles around here. Sure. But I'm not, uh, we may do the grandfathering thing. I'm, yeah, so. I'm not sure about that, man. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, this is Stone Payton and the soon-to-be-certified Lee Cantor <laughs> <laughs> and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next week on Learning Insights. All the, all the, all the, all the